There's a formula to it. A very simple formula. What an excellent day for an exorcism. Don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Horror Thoughts. We are here talking all things horror twice a week on Wednesdays or twi- every other t- every two weeks on Wednesdays. Whatever. I'll keep it in. And today we are talking about our favorite horror movie scores and soundtracks and ambiances and everything in between music wise, audio wise. And I honestly have no idea what Sean's list is even going to be like, because I don't think we've ever talked about scores or soundtracks in any way so i'm pretty interested to hear what you have mine's pretty just it's basic <laughs> i wish i was cooler and had like more odd more like weirder stuff it's all pretty basic oh is it man i was thinking i was like i'm sure i'll have like halloween on there or something then he's gonna have something super obscure he's gonna be like actually the bay of blood film in 1960 <laughs> that's cool uh mine's pretty but ba- i don't have many i i think i have pretty typical ones maybe some Maybe some you wouldn't think of, like Idle Hands. You ever seen Idle Hands? Mm-mm. So that's like a 90s horror comedy, like late 90s. So it's got a lot of like Rob Zombie type music, like late 90s, early 90s industrial kind of stuff through the whole thing, which I thought for it's obviously fitting for the time. It definitely dates the movie, but it kind of it fits in kind of a cool way. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's. I'd, of all the 90s movies, I think I, I can't think of too many that actually just dove really hard into 90s, like that Rob Zombie style music for horror movies. I, the only the only song I can think of from Scream, which I bet you have on yours, is that uh, was that Red Right Hand? Is that the name? Yeah, of the song? Red Right Hand. Um, well, lots of things used Living Dead Girl. Oh, right that's Chucky true. had Living Dead Girl. Like every movie had Living Dead Girl <laughs> that true. came out at that point. <laughs> they, uh, I never understood why at the beginning of uh, you're talking about Living Dead Girl and Chucky, they don't say like uh, Living Dead Girl by Rob Zombie at the beginning. It just says intro theme performed by Rob Zombie. And I'm like, that's not, <laughs> that's not your intro theme. That's just his that's song. Funny. I, every time I see it, I, I, I don't know. It just bugs me. I'm like, that's not your song. He didn't write it for your movie. Yeah, but um, Scream is on my list. Um, not necessarily for the the song, sort of the pop soundtrack, if you want to call it that. Even though I do think there are a lot of cool songs on there. I like Youth of America a lot. Um, for me, it was more of the score to Scream um, for all four of them by Marco Beltrami. Um, I think his is really interesting. He uses a lot of choirs which you don't hear a lot of in like horror scores. Well, that's probably not true, but I feel like it's kind of unique to the slashers at least. There's a lot of like really kind of just haunting uh, stuff. Sydney's theme is great. A lot of the chase scene music is really, really cool. I think it's just a really kind of fun, unique score. Yeah. I, 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 now that I'm looking at my list, I don't have as nearly as many scores as I do like just soundtracks, honestly. Like the one score I have that's always stuck with me, but it, it, I don't even to this day, the, the, I think it's called the tubular bells or whatever from the exorcist. 
Oh, yeah. That one gets me no matter what. And they play it throughout the movie. And on top of that, they have like this real underlining bass, dark, I don't know what you'd call it, like symphonic, just like really quiet in the background, but it's always kind of there. And I always find that unnerving. But the the little tubular bell, the main theme, it, even especially as a kid, if I heard that, I immediately got scared just from that one that one sound. Like I'm sure how most people felt with hearing Halloween or like the Jaws theme is how I feel when I hear the Exorcist theme. It always creeps me out. Yeah, no, that that's great. Um, Halloween is on my list, as you called. Um, it's just so like simple and effective and. It has that kind of interesting time signature that's really cool. And I think it's one of the most effective like movie scores there is, like regardless of genre, like it's so good. And the movie almost wouldn't work without it. Like it's really necessary to that movie. Like it's a huge part of it. Yeah, I think a big thing with a score is if you have one like Halloween or Jaws or something, if you can have a score that when it comes on, it already strikes you as really unnerved because you know something's about to happen. If it entices some level of fear just from hearing it before anything even happens, I think that's how you know you've got a really good score. Yeah. Like, for example, I have one score that I hate that everyone praised was It Follows. I don't know if you ever... Did you like that score? Is that on your list? It is on my list. I. It just sounds like... I can't even, I don't have a way to explain how I don't like, it's just like a lot of plucking sounds is what it sounds like to me. It's just like blink, 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 blink. I'm like, okay, I, I'm over this. I know people, I read about it. They're like, it's supposed to be retro video gamey, unnerving. I hated every second of that sound. I thought it was dumb. And I, first off, I hated the movie. So that's probably why I hated the soundtrack, but I also couldn't get into any of the noise or the ambiance or anything with that movie. No, I, I love It Follows, and I love that score. I love the sort of little kind of piano riff that's the main theme. I like all that sort of weird, eerie kind of sounds. I think it's really cool. It was definitely different. I'll give them that. It was for sure unique. It was something new. It wasn't the same typical type of score. But it, it just does nothing for me. And that's... I don't know. I, I wish I had more knowledge about scores and musician, like the actual orchestra side and the symphonic side of movies, because I really don't. But some of them are just I'm sure there's some that are just iconic and really good musicians and composers. But I wish I knew more, but I really don't. Like I know uh, uh, Danny Elfman. That's probably the only <laughs> composer I could think of by name is Danny Elfman. Well, you got John Williams. What's he do? Oh my God. I'm um, sorry. I don't know. <laughs> um, God, everything. Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Superman, Jaws. Jaws oh, is him. There you go. Um, E.T. I'm pretty sure is him. Tons of stuff. Like it's, it's a massive resume. He's kind of like the composer. He's like the, he's like the Tom Savini of being composer. <laughs> yeah. You got like one name tied to it. I guess I've heard his stuff. I just don't know his name, but I wish I knew more because I, it's it really can make or make or break a film. I wouldn't say it necessarily breaks a film, but it definitely can enhance 
a film for sure if you do it correctly. I mean, look at Jaws and the impact that had. Everybody knows, even if you've never seen it, you know that. Da-na, da-na, you already know. And that's same thing with Nightmare, same thing with Friday the 13th. Those little bitty bites of stuff that people can hold on to forever, I think, is what makes it so successful. And the fact that Friday the 13th is literally just someone kind of mouthing a word and then putting <laughs> it on repeat. And it's like, yep, there you go. We just <laughs> created a legend right here. Um, Elm Street is on my list. I love the score to Elm Street. That just cool little, again, just piano riff. Like having a little simple motif like that always really works for me. I think it's super cool and eerie and I love every time it comes in. Um and that score is very similar to It Follows, and that's very sort of electronic and ambient. Um, I do not like the score to Friday the 13th. Like, obviously, the, the ma-ma-ma, the, that's mm-hmm. great. But the actual, like, music music, I think, is the most obnoxious thing on planet Earth. I hate <laughs> it so much. And, like, they're trying to do a psycho thing. And I love Psycho's music, that big, like, psycho theme. But, man, I can't stand the music in Friday the 13th, it annoys me. Oh, <laughs> I, I guess I've never paid too much attention to their music just because I'm so used to just like the, the ch- 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 ma- ma thing that I never really pay attention too much to the music, but now I'm going to have to go back and watch them and see if I could pick it up. It's the worst part about playing the video game to me is because I have to just listen to the music nonstop. <laughs> oh, it just like, plays uh, the whole time. Yeah. Um, it changes if you're because you can play as the old um, Nintendo Jason where he's like purple and stuff. If you've seen that and the music changes to be like more like 80s Nintendo. So I prefer when that Jason is being played because then the music's better. Do they have it on Super Nintendo or is it just original Nintendo? The original Friday the 13th game was just a Nintendo thing. Just Damn. NES. Because I found my wife's super nintendo uh, about mm. a week ago and i was like man i wonder if they got like those old games on there the, no. like, friday the 13th ones damn so i see people playing them online and stuff and i'm like that looks fun as shit looks hard as shit but fun as shit <laughs> i used to have this uh nightmare on elm street one that was pretty interesting too kind of just run around and it, it almost made me think of like uh, uh like old metal gear solid you're just running around just the same direction attacking people this is, huh. this is great this is fun you're just freddy just running back and forth there, there were some cool fan games on the internet that i played growing up i don't know if i saw that one but i definitely saw a couple i liked whenever i was probably like 10 i used to always go online and play like those uh, like escape room games and they mm-hmm. had one that was a nightmare on elm street escape room that was really cool i think i might have played that one Oh, I, it, it tied like all the movies in together, which is now that I'm older, I can see that at the time I thought it was just a cool game. But now that I've yeah. seen them all, you end up on the TV and the video game. I remember doing that. Hmm. Um, what else did they have? They had a couple references. I'd have to play it again. I might I might have to go play that later. I used to love that game. Hmm. Uh, that, you were sorry to try and get back on topic. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you. no, no. You're good. I, I was going off. <laughs> um so i misunderstood the topic and i thought we were just doing scores so oh. like what are some like just general soundtracks that you like oh to- i'm sorry i i'm my, my bad maybe i didn't construe it enough i apologize uh soundtracks anything with rob zombie movies oh because yeah 
because they're yeah. always just a classic. I mean, <laughs> dude, his Hall- his two Halloweens, those two soundtracks are so good. Yeah, the, everyone hit. Like I was trying to look up. I was like, uh, Devil's Rejects, Halloween. And I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to lump them all into one. I can't <laughs> really. They're all good. He's completely changed like how I like view Nights in White Satin. <laughs> because now it's like a really like creepy, unnerving song because of how well he used it in Halloween 2. Well, that's what I like about uh, the very beginning, the Devil's Rejects. He's playing Midnight Rider while they're like doing mm-hmm. the opening and just slang. And it's just a cool juxtaposed song to what's actually going on and i think it's i think he's so good at placing songs where they need to be in a movie to work so well it's almost an ending with free bird yeah it's it's almost a talent in itself i know it's not a traditional score but he's so good at picking a specific song to make a mood either more uncomfortable more i guess at the end i wouldn't say empowering but more excited it's it's really yeah, all his movies. That that's kind of the big one I have written down is all Rob Zombie soundtracks. Well, you know, it would be so easy for him if he was more like egotistical to like just use his own yeah. music so that he can kind of resist that and kind of like just go to music he likes or that fits. I think that's really cool. Yeah. I think it one thing I guess I like about him, I guess like you said, is it's not ego filled. And I know people don't his style of movie is not for everybody, but I like that he makes the style of movie that he liked and puts in the music that he liked as a kid. And kind of, he kind of uses all of that into his movies. I think is really cool. He's not trying to make something to appeal to a crowd. That's not his crowd. He's kind of just, he knows what he wants and he knows who it's for. And that's what he makes. I've always kind of liked that. Yeah. His, and his, yeah, his soundtrack choices definitely do it. As far as, I can't really think of too many other horror movies that have legit song soundtracks. I'm trying to think of. The Screams all did. Um, and there's a lot of stuff I like on the four Scream soundtracks. I can't think of anything. Like their songs, I'm trying to remember what they've had in their, in their movies. Uh, Red Right Hand is obviously like the big theme, and that's oh, great. they had an acoustic version of Don't Fear the Reaper that yeah, I yeah, an acoustic cover, yeah, yeah, I really like that song, which is of course a Halloween reference. Um, Creed had a couple songs in three. It's very rare. <laughs> no, the, have... the entire Scream Three soundtrack is like late '90s, early 2000s new metal. I don't want to call it new metal, but it's like Seven Dust and Godsmack. Oh, it's like dad rock almost, I guess. Like Jim, well, I think I, that's what that would be considered now, but it was yeah, super back, hip then. <laughs> yeah, back then it'd be like, uh, it always makes me think of people that would be like at the gym and saying bro a lot. Whenever I hear that music, that's what I see. I see like a dude with a monster can. He's like, bro, did you check out the new Godsmack album? He's definitely got a tribal tattoo around his bicep. It's very of the time. Oh, yeah, it definitely dated it. Just like uh, if you listen to Dream Warriors, you oh, uh, I love that song. <laughs> it's dated that movie so hard. And then you, I guess, Scream 3, I never pay attention. You listen to that, you'll be like, oh, yeah, 2003, bringing it back. Well, the songs are barely in the movie itself, which is probably why you can't <laughs> think of them. There's just a soundtrack. <laughs> That's like funny. they really barely use like song songs in the movies themselves. What uh, what movie did I see the other day? I 
So I went and saw Malignant in theaters. I need to watch that. Uh, dude, it was... I'm not really a James Wan guy, and I'm still not, but that movie was pretty <laughs> decent. Like, it wasn't bad. It, the twist at the, the end, you're like, oh, my God. It actually made me do one of these in the theaters. Like, oh, hmm. yeah, it was, it was pretty... I can't remember if it was that movie. Would it have been Candyman? Because I know you said you saw Candyman. Oh, I can't get into that one. That that'll be that could be a forty-minute episode about oh, God. feelings okay. about that movie. Um, I need to go see Candyman. I think we're gonna have very differing opinions. Be my guess. I feel like an odd man out. <laughs> um, what movie? Maybe it was. I've watched all the Chucky movies back to back, like last weekend. So it might have been one of those. Gross. Yeah, I've I'd never seen them. I'd seen the first one and I hated it. I like hated it. And so I was like, you know what? I'll give it a try. And I watched all of them. And they got better as they went, I thought, but they're still not my favorite. Like when he gets all ridiculous and jokey, I would take that over the first one. But it's one of those where every two minutes a new song would start. <laughs> a scene would happen and they'd play a song. And then before they switched the next scene, another song would start. And they had like 12 songs in the first 30 minutes, just back to back. Would it have been Bride? It was probably Bride. If I'm thinking of the time, it's probably Bride of Chucky. You know, I don't know if you've seen it because I know you don't like superhero stuff, but the first Suicide Squad was the exact same way where it was just like nonstop. And sometimes (laughs) in the same scene, like one scene starts with um, Seven Nation Army. And then, like, halfway through the scene, they switch to an Eminem song. And it's like, <laughs> who is editing this? <laughs> yeah, like we were talking about how a good score can make a, a vibe. Not knowing how to make a soundtrack or a score is just as horrible. Because there's so many songs. The first time you hear a song, you're like, dang, I haven't heard. That's a cool song to you. And then within 30 seconds, you're like, okay, that's a good song, too, I guess. And then 30 seconds later, you're like, <laughs> okay, dude, I get it. You like a lot of songs. I got it. Let's let's move on with the music and they're often like the most on the nose choice (laughs) of song so like again not to pick on suicide squad but i'm gonna pick on suicide squad there's a scene where they're just like in a plane or something and so what's the song they're singing spirit in the sky (laughs) it's just all stuff like that it's like if you're watching a a vietnam movie it's guaranteed fortunate son's gonna play oh for sure you see a helicopter and numb. You're like, here comes CCR. It's yep. time. <laughs> yeah. If you would have gave me, if you said you got three guesses, pick what song they played in Suicide Squad. I would have got Seven Nation Army at some point. I, I promise. <laughs> That's so on the nose. I would have thought there's no way they played that song. Or uh, Iron. I remember one of the Iron Man's used all ACDC for a soundtrack, right? Yeah. That was cool. I thought that was that, neat. That, I'm trying to think of like superhero movies that kind of did a better job of it, but I could see honestly the second Suicide Squad was it <laughs> the better? New one, yeah, it did it a lot better. <laughs> they they, they must have got a new uh, new editor who was just sitting there. He just he just looked at his Spotify. He's like, I like all of these songs. I like all of these. Damn it! <laughs> Let me I'll fit these in. He didn't even care where the songs went with the scene. He just shuffled it. He's like, "This one, I'll just put this one here. This one here. It's fine. They're all Super good." Super Freak songs. should go here. Did they have that in there? Yes. <laughs> during one of like Har- during Harley Quinn's introduction, because again, on the nose. That is <laughs> sweet. I'm. 
Definitely not going to go watch that movie at all now. Thank you. It is a great movie to watch if you want to know how bad editing can just completely ruin a movie. (laughs) It is a movie that is killed by its editing. Like, it is shocking how bad the editing is. Like, not even musically? like The The entire movie. It is, oh my God, like everything. You're just like, what is happening? There's, like, characters will just disappear from scenes. (laughs) <laughs> like during the final battle harley quinn she hits the villain she like stabs her and then it cuts to two other characters will smith and another guy and then it kind of cuts back to a wide shot and harley quinn's just gone and you have no idea where she is like there's no sense of like character space where anyone is in a given scene it's bizarre just so many continuity errors that it can't even keep up with itself. yeah like oh it's weird it's so weird I do not know what happened. The set they redeemed themselves for the second one. The second one is so much better. That's good. At least they learned. <laughs> well, they got a different director, <laughs> which was good. Oh, well, that'll do it. I'm trying to think of any more soundtracks that just come off the top of my head. I have one more. Um, it's not the soundtrack itself, but I absolutely love the. St- stupid little theme in all of the saw movies when the twist happens there's this dumb little piano thing that comes in every time and i love it so much <laughs> are you talking about where they do like the montage of all yes. the things leading up just, i know yes. exactly what you're talking yeah. about <laughs> it's so good because <laughs> it's it's really funny and now that you mention it it is kind of ridiculous i can see it and hear it it's every movie. Now that you say that, it they is do it every, every time. One of them. <laughs> My brother and I will just sing it, and we'll just go higher and higher. <laughs> and we'll just go. I've never thought about that one. They really do play that every single movie. <laughs> That's now I'm gonna have to start doing that. I mean, <laughs> my wife watches those movies, and I I don't really care for them. I'm gonna have to ruin the ending for her every time she watches them. <laughs> did they have you seen the new one did they do it in the new one too oh i didn't see that i I should because i was interested with like chris rock and sam jackson in it i heard it was chris rock was not very good in that movie a lot of from a couple people i heard that he did not really perform as well as you would oh man i do want to put like money on the table bet Sam Jackson is probably Jigsaw in that movie. I know oh, nothing about it, but he is probably Jigsaw. That's probably a good bet. I wouldn't bet against you. That sounds right. I couldn't. Yeah, if Samuel Jackson's in it, there's no way that him and Chris Rock would both be final characters in the same movie, like trying to survive together. Sam so. Jackson is for sure the bad yeah, guy. He's got there's no be. way he's not. I've had it with these motherfucking traps in this motherfucking place. And why are we still making Saw movies? He died like 20 years ago. <laughs> I know he died in <laughs> Saw 3 and they're like, we got eight more coming. Don't worry. <laughs> After the third one, the acting quality just went so far down. The, <laughs> the storyline got so convoluted. I, I was watching like the fucking sixth one or something that my wife had on. And I was trying to explain to her how the plot line of this makes no sense at this point because Jigsaw died, his daughter ran it, now this cop runs it, then all of a sudden the doctor from the first one's back in it. And you're like, yeah, 
Fuck these movies, dude. Oh, man. Uh, Nuts. Now that you mentioned the little piano, yeah, that's a good one. Saw did have some random songs in their movies that I liked that were a little more hmm. heavier. Like, um, uh, there was a song by a band I like called Every Time I Die called Roman Holiday that they used in the fourth one, I think, that was really good. They kind of used more modern heavier stuff rather than but again they're horrible movies so it's not like it affected the the film or uh, in any way it was one of those like oh it's it's dark and gruesome let's put something heavy behind it that'll do it and that's what they that's kind of how they did it they just threw random metal songs like they'll love this and uh didn't didn't do anything for the movie but i liked uh, the song so it, it stuck with me uh, a, a random bunch just flew into my head just out of nowhere, if I could just like list them off real quick. The Shocker soundtrack, which we talked about in that Wes Craven mm-hmm. uh, retrospective, which has like Paul Stanley and Alice Cooper. It's very, very 80s, but super fun. Um, and there, have you heard Motorhead's Hellraiser? Uh-uh. They did a song Hellraiser for Hellraiser 3. <laughs> it is the best part of Hellraiser 3. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne also has a version uh, but I think the Motorhead one is better it's really good you should look up the music video uh, Lemmy plays poker with Pinhead and it's hilarious <laughs> sweet and then there are some terrible movies that have some like, great end credit songs and I was like worth it uh, one is Howling 4 <laughs> I think it's Howling 4 oh and then, <laughs> there's this really cheesy song that plays at the end credits uh, called something evil, uh, something dangerous. I would sing it, but I can't sing and it's embarrassing, but it's a super funny song and I love it completely unironically. And then another- I'm more impressed you watched The Howling 4. It's it's a movie that's always on those like public domain sets that like relatives buy you. Cause like you yeah. like horror movies, here's 15 <laughs> yeah. movies that are crap. Look, it's Howling 4 and Halloween 6 and, and Hellraiser the- 7. <laughs> The big thing that they always have is featuring Night of the Living Dead. You're like, oh, great. I got 19 copies of this now. <laughs> All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's the only Howling movie I've seen. <laughs> you don't even know the continuity to the rest of the films. Like, but Howling 4, though. <laughs> there is none from what I understand. <laughs> I have the original. I need to watch it. Um Dude, do a watch along on your YouTube. I'll join. <laughs> I wanna. <laughs> I've wanna... heard the Howling is really good. The original. It like might that's be. like a big horror classic. It's the sequel. Like, what's happening? You think it's like a Hellraiser, Children of the Corn type thing, where the first yes. one's good and then they just sold it off. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the last one that going to my head is from another Wes Craven movie, Cursed, which we talked about, which is his um, unfortunately um, terrible werewolf movie. But it ends with a collective soul song. Uh, speaking of '90s bands that <laughs> the tribal tattoos. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> they have a song called uh, "Better Now." That ends that movie. That's really cool. You said that one has. Uh, oh my God, Christina Ricci, right? Yes, she's the lead. See, I want to watch it because I like Christina Ricci, and you told me it's not a good. It's not uh, very well made. She's great. Um, it's like Suicide Squad in that it's like, oh, this is how editing uh, can like completely screw a movie. And it had like studio interference and stuff, which is unfortunate. 
because you can kind of see where it could be good while you're watching it, but that only makes it like worse. Yeah. That's a bummer. I love Christina Ritchie. I think she's great. Yeah. She's good in it. Well, that's good. At least she's watchable. That's all I dude. You just rattled off a whole bunch of the, the, the ending of Saul grab is a, that was a deep dive. That was a good one. I would never have thought of that one. <laughs> I just, I never even paid attention to it until you said it. And then as you were saying it, I started thinking, I thought of the ends of all the movies. I was like, Oh shit. They do all do the same thing. <laughs> do you want to take bets? If they do it at the end of jigsaw. There's no way they don't. <laughs> that, that's what I wanted to hear. That's the wait. Is that what the new one's called? I think it's or spiral rather. I'm sorry. Spiral is the new one. Yeah, I'm Jigsaw was the one before that. Yeah, yeah. Because let's just be confusing. With yeah, the titles. why not? I'm sure there's going to be <laughs> no glaring plot holes between the first nine, and uh, that's what's good about like Friday the Thirteenth and stuff. In my opinion, is like I don't really need that aggressive of a plot line to follow when you're and jason mm-hmm. goes to hell at that point like fuck it i'm just here to see gore and kills and whatever saw's like how long can we carry one storyline for 12 movies it's like dude that's something that's up. just gotten like more popular like in the last 10 20 years it's just like a thing to do and i don't really like it that much either i'm like make a movie yeah like <laughs> think about how many mo- great movies oh, this is gonna be another episode but how many great movies would be if you just stopped them after their first one or the second one if they had a good sequel and they just ended it'd be insane how many great movies there'd be but that's all i got for soundtracks sounds like that's all you got for soundtracks any Mm -hmm. uh, upcoming news anything you got on your radar yes i have kind of a list of stuff um we're recording two episodes today so i can break them up if we want okay um i don't know if you have anything I don't have anything particular. Okay, then I'll do a couple and then we'll do uh, the rest um, for the next one. So the big thing um, that got announced for the new Halloween movie, Halloween Kills, is that it will no longer be a theatrical exclusive release. It will come out same day on Universal Streaming Service, Peacock, which nobody pays for. (laughs) Unfortunately, my wife did and never canceled it. So I have it. I will be watching it at home. (laughs) Yes, but you can watch it home same day. Um, There is a free version of Peacock where they sort of limit their content, but you could sort of get like a little bit. I imagine Halloween will be through a paid version. Like there's no way it'll be on the free version, but I didn't see it clarified anywhere. Um, But that was sort of the big thing. Staying on Halloween, um, there are new 4K releases for the original film, 4 and 5. They all have matching covers. They're the ugliest things I've ever seen. Are they the... I saw some that were on a store I was looking at. Are they like the gold kind of silver looking, like silver goldish looking covers? Is that the ones you're talking about? I don't think so. They're all like just sort of painted covers of Michael with like a weird background. Oh, I saw those too. I was looking on, uh, I think it was called Scream Factory or something. They had a bunch of, yeah. I know now that you said the painting ones, but they had some ugly silver ones that they just came, that they were coming Hmm. out with. It looked, I thought they looked horrible. Interesting. Shout Factory, they do tons of stuff and this is their release. Um, The only thing really interesting is that they 
found and restored the lost opening to Halloween 5. Uh, Halloween 5 had a completely different opening sequence originally that they decided didn't work, so they reshot it. And we have seen behind-the-scenes footage of them filming this scene, but we've never seen the scene. Just going to see how many times I can say scene in <laughs> one go. Um, so this is our first time getting to actually see it um, edited together. So that's really the only thing that I thought was interesting about these releases. I've not been thrilled with the transfers of older movies to 4K. I, I feel like they lose a lot of color. And I think I've complained about this previously because I think we were talking about the Scream 4K that's coming up. Um, and I don't know if I need another copy of Halloween because I have quite a few. Um, yeah, so then the last bit of news, sort of two things together. Um, there is a new Hellraiser mover, movie coming and a new Texas Chainsaw movie Ooh. coming. Um, and the news, the specific news about both of these is that neither of them will be theatrical releases. The new Hellraiser will be a Hulu exclusive. And uh, the new Texas Chainsaw will be a Netflix exclusive. And I believe that Chainsaw movie might be done. Like, it might be out this year. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I think it's out really soon. There's no Netflix is weird. I read they something. Won't be, they were hope, I'm sorry. They were trying no, to get it out by December. Yeah. And they always drop a trailer like a week before it's out. So it's yeah. not like typical kind of movie schedule. So I think we could see Texas Chainsaw this year <laughs> for whatever reason. And then I think Hellraiser will be next year. I hope since it's a Netflix exclusive and not something made outside of Netflix that's just going straight to Netflix, then maybe it'll have a little better value than some of the later films in that franchise. It might have a little more money behind it. The problem is that Netflix is so hit or miss because they'll just make anything because they just want content. They just want to keep subscribers and to get subscribers. So they'll just make anything. Yeah. And so there's no real quality control. So it might have more like production value than the last couple of ones, but it could go either way. <laughs> yeah. You look at something like fear street that I thoroughly enjoyed. I thought had a good story. And then you can see, 200 other horror movies that came out the same month as that one that yeah oh well i can't i've never seen the hellraiser movies i really need to sit down and watch them I, yeah i, know I mean nothing need to watch the first two and then nothing else and the howling four i also need to put that howling four you just need the song <laughs> but that's uh, all i got yeah i got no news nothing Nothing coming up. I'm still just looking forward to hearing more information about when that Exorcist remake is going to come out or reboot. I'm so terrified, man. I love the original. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, is his name David Gordon Green, right? He's yes. Helen. Yeah, so I'm so curious to see what he can do with it. I don't know. But other than that, I got no other news. That's all I look forward to now is waiting for that. And I guess I got to wait for Texas Chainsaw Massacre now because that hmm. we'll see. I'm a big fan. But, yep, I got nothing. So if you want to check me out, uh, especially in October, I'm doing this Halloween extravaganza, I guess, my YouTube. One new horror movie 
content, whatever video related a day. So I've been editing my ass off trying to get that done. So you can check me out down below uh, this October. That's that's kind of all I got. That's where you can find me. It's down below. Sean, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, you can just check me out on YouTube. Uh, it's just Sean Blumenshine where I talk about whatever I want to talk about, but usually um, rock music or horror movies. You got any any specific movies or anything coming up that you can think of? Um, I will probably be doing videos because it's about to be October. Um, so in October, I will probably be reviewing one of the Halloween films a week. So I'll probably get through the first five. Have fun reviewing five. I can't wait to hear <laughs> your review of five. I'm very excited. <laughs> but that's all we got. I never know how to close these things out. So I guess just subscribe and download and share this podcast, everybody, so we can get this community growing. But thank you all for the love and support. Y'all are the best.